And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Well, Joe Biden's doing his best to uh, mend fences with allies. So at his democracy summit, the White House uh, had Taiwan hop on, right, for the uh, Summit for Democracy. So Taiwan hops on at the Summit for Democracy. There's a reason I keep repeating Summit for Democracy. So Taiwan hops on. And wouldn't you know it, during the Summit for Democracy, uh, the White House and Joe Biden cut Taiwan's feed during the Summit for Democracy. They cut Taiwan's feet. Do you know why they cut Taiwan's feet? Because Taiwan showed a map on their feed with the discussion that they were having, and their map had Taiwan and China as two different countries. Oh, it's so good to know that Joe Biden in the White House, during the Summit for Democracy, censored our ally Taiwan to appease the Chinese... During the Summit for Democracy, I know it's a Monday. Some of you are still going, why does he keep repeating that? Because Taiwan's a democratic country and China's not. Sucks. Summit for Democracy. You censor the democratic country in favor of the communist one. Summit for Democracy. Josh, Summit for Democracy. I seem to recall a radio host whose name rhymed with Casey saying, Hey, if the Bidens get in the White House, they're gonna be they're gonna be puppets for China. I seem to recall. You remember me saying that? I think I said that once or twice. Once or twice. <sighs> you know, you know who did that last was the uh, the World Health Organization. At the time, Taiwan was kicking the world's butt in handling COVID, and Taiwan was also leading the world in research and data that they were getting out to the world so the world could fight COVID. This is long before the vaccine angle. And Taiwan was having great success in combating COVID early on. It ended up that they weren't right, but early on, they, they were having great success. And they were on this, this summit, if you will, with the World Health Organization. And they're like, you know, considering you're, you keep citing, you know, Taiwan data and everything else without mentioning who we are, will you consider our membership in the World Health Organization that are using all of our data and research? And what did the guy do? He cut Taiwan off, just like Joe Biden did. At the Summit for Democracy. Just good to know he's mending fences, man. Just good to know. <clears throat> There's a rumor. I haven't confirmed this. There's a rumor that Putin added troops to the border of Ukraine after his call with Biden. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it's true. If that's true, okay, there's a report, all right, and it doesn't come from a blog. It, it comes from a reporter. There's a report that the Russians actually added troops to the border of Ukraine after the phone call with Joe Biden. If that is true, it says everything you need to know. You think you think China after that, do you think China is at all concerned about US intervention if they try to take over Taiwan? At all? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Just uh good to know though, huh? It's, Nice to have that information. So, um, speaking of communist China, we got to talk about Michigan. 
the attorney general in Michigan has charged a police officer in a shooting. Now, all right, some of you are going to go, well, maybe the cop deserved it. Finally, we have attorney attorneys general going after police officers who abuse their authority. All right, fair point. Um, the problem is that the attorney general, Dana Nessel, who laments the fact that she did not invest in sex dolls publicly, she says this, um, she charged the police officer after the police department cleared him and a, a judge has intervened now. An Ionia County Circuit Court judge dismissed charges against former Lowell police officer Jason Diaz. Uh, is Diaz a white name, Josh? Is Diaz a white name, Josh, as in Caucasian? Diaz is a Caucasian name. He's saying yes. <laughs> He's trying so hard not to get in trouble. Uh, decidedly not white, Officer Jason Diaz. Okay, there. It's cleared that up for everybody. Uh, <laughs> the, the county circuit court judge dismissed the charges against Lowell, former Lowell police officer Jason Diaz, not white, on Thursday and said that the officer was justified when he fired his weapon at a car driving at him. Right. Because once again, to you Antifa-like idiots out there, uh, when somebody's trying to run you over with a car, that's attempted murder. The police officer can shoot you in the forehead. And I know that especially in Elkhart, this is a tough pill for people to swallow. We had the uh, situation where that guy tried to run over Elkhart PD. Remember that? They, they shot him. He died. And then everybody pitched a fit about unjustified shooting. Because, again, it's, it's you know, I think it was 2020 at the time. It's 2020. Nobody cares about facts anymore. The incident occurred in August 29th of 2020 when now former Lowell police officer Jason Diaz became involved in a chase with a fleeing suspect. After the high-speed chase through Kent and Iona counties, Officer Diaz allegedly fired eight shots at the suspect's car. Yeah, seems reasonable. Lowell police said at the time that Officer Diaz fired at the car as it was driving at him. One of the shots grazed a teenage passenger's head, but he was not seriously injured. Another passenger was shot in the arm. I remember this. I remember this case. Uh, Lowell police chief Chris Hurst said Officer Diaz was placed on paid administrative leave after the officer-involved shooting was as is protocol while the incident was under investigation. Again, that's all normal. The Ionia County Sheriff's Office investigated the shooting. The Michigan Fraternal Order of Police said that Officer Diaz was cleared of wrongdoing and put back on patrol a few weeks ago. But that didn't stop the Michigan Attorney General from making it her personal mission to punish the officer for defending himself. So here comes... Dana, I wish I invested in sex dolls. Nestle announced charges against the officer in March. That's probably when we covered it. Uh, she, he submitted his resignation the day before the charges against him were publicly announced. The attorney general said on March 9th that the now former police officer broke the law and violated the Lowell Police Department's use of force policy when he fired his weapon, which is something that, again, the police department disputes. <laughs> no, no, he violated the police department's policy. The police department goes, no, he didn't. <laughs> they tried to run him over. He shot him. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nestle announced the former officer Diaz had been charged with felony assault 
with intent to do great bodily harm less than murder, a count of misconduct in office by a public official, and a count of weapons, careless discharge causing injury. The first two charges carried a 10 to 5 year, a 10 year and a 5 year sentence respectively if the former police officer were to be convicted. Uh, former officer Diaz was arraigned in the county court. The magistrate released uh, released the officer on $5,000 bond the same day. FOP stood behind the officer on December 9th. The county circuit court judge Suzanne Hoseth Krieger dismissed both charges against former officer Diaz. The judge said in her ruling that she had determined the former police officer's actions were justified under the facts and circumstances of the case. So we don't know if he's going to try and get his job back. Um, may I recommend you come on the other side of the border? Elkhart's hiring. I think South Bend is hiring too. I know that uh, I know that um, uh, we've got we've got commercials running right now. Right, uh, we got commercials running for the Elkhart PD now. Right? Is it South Bend P- PD? South Bend PD. So, so I come on the other side of the border. Listen, Officer Diaz. I don't think I'd work in Michigan anymore, dude. It's if you're going to if somebody's going to try and kill you and you're going to defend yourself and then the police department clears you of everything, an investigation clears you of any wrongdoing. And then the attorney general comes after you anyway and tries to throw you behind bars for at least 15 years. I'd say, um, you know, bleep you to the state of Michigan. I come over here. Just just my two cents. You don't have to listen to me, but just my two cents if I were you. Although I hear Florida is paying a pretty high high bonus for officers leaving and going to work there. Right, this is just, this is nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. Somebody tries to kill the officer, officer defends himself, is cleared of any wrongdoing, and then the attorney general files charges anyway. Okay. Look, I, I've told you this, I know, many times. The regime in Michigan is so dictatorial, and there's a reason that I've compared and contrasted some of the officials in Gretchen Whitmer's cabinet uh, with various figures in Hitler's cabinet, it's because they operate exactly the same. And Dana Nessel is 100%, 100% in line with that. They don't want police officers defending themselves in Michigan. That's what it was about. It was about appeasing all sorts of social justice groups and everything else. They tried to run the guy over. What do you expect him to do? Same thing with the, uh, the case in Elkhart and other cases that I've covered in other states and other cities. What do you expect the officers to do? And no doubt there was probably some idiot somewhere who said, this, this person was unarmed. No, no, they, they had a, you know, one or, well, one ton vehicle at least as their weapon. Did you see the, uh, the footage of the, I mean, it wouldn't be a Monday if we didn't talk about violence in Chicago. Did you see the footage of the Chicago PD police officer over the weekend getting punched in the face? Do you happen to see this one? Female police officer, Chicago PD, okay? She tries to stop, uh, I think it was a shoplifter, tries to sh- uh, stop a shop. This is not a security person. This is, this is an actual police officer, okay? It might have been NYPD, Chicago or New York. I, I don't know. Get them all confused now. Guy turns around, pops her right in the face, knocks her out cold. She's back on the ground, holding her head. She's out. So all he has to do, if he really wanted to, thank God he didn't, stand over, take her gun, kill her. And that is how a lot of police officers are killed every single year. 
We've been over this data. Everybody ignores this. We have been over this data many times. You are far more likely as a police officer to be killed by an unarmed suspect than to kill an unarmed suspect. It's not even remotely close. And the way that that happens, generally speaking, is there is a scuffle and the suspect gets a hold of the gun and kills the officer. Sometimes after being attacked from behind or sometimes from being sucker punched, whatever it is, sometimes from just losing a fight. You, you get knocked to the ground, you get knocked out, whatever your days, they take your gun, they kill you. Can't count how many times I've seen it unfold. And it is not a pleasant thing to watch. I wish that uh, there's some of these police organizations that track these things, that track like police officer deaths in the line of duty. I wish that they would highlight how many times an unarmed suspect murders a police officer. And that needs to be a narrative. So unarmed suspect kills police officer. Unarmed suspect kills police officer. Just switch that narrative around so people start to understand the truth. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, <clears throat> man, I just... People are so dumb. I'm just going to take... Because I only have a couple of minutes here. Let me, let's, just, let's just go through this, okay? I want to go through just a couple of hypocritical stories here in the news media. I know. I, I could do countless examples of that. Let's just spend some time on two. Jake Tapper attacked Senator Ted Cruz on his show on It's Not News at CNN, right? So he has Amy Klobuchar on his show. Now, Amy Klobuchar went to Bob Dole's funeral and sat next to Ted Cruz. Klobuchar, a Democrat, Ted Cruz, a Republican. They sat next to each other and they had a conversation. Now, Ted Cruz is not wearing a mask. Klobuchar is wearing a mask, but not covering her nose. It's just covering her mouth. So she's not even properly wearing a mask. Jake Tapper is sitting there on his show. Amy Klobuchar is in studio. And he's like, why is Ted Cruz not wearing a mask when he's talking to you? You're, you're indoors. You're in close proximity. Why is he not wearing a mask while he is talking to you? Now, Amy Klobuchar seems a little perplexed by this. You know why she seems perplexed by this, Josh? Any idea? Because... Amy Klobuchar is sitting next to, right across from, Jake Tapper, who is talking to her without wearing a mask. So what the hell does he care that Ted Cruz didn't have a mask on while he was talking to Amy Klobuchar? Anyone? Anyone? There is no people who are uh, CNN guests. They go, There's no negative COVID test required for you to be a guest on CNN. I'm pretty sure that they ran a negative test on Dole's funeral. So technically, it was safer to be. It's, it's, it's like going back in time. When Trump was president, there was one of the press conferences where the news media, one of the reporters in the press pool, was like, why, why do you refuse to wear a mask? Now, this is a reporter who wasn't wearing a mask while asking that question. It's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And then here's another story. So remember how the inflation cycle kind of went in the news media, right? 
So first, they denied that inflation was even happening. Remember that? Oh, it's a right-wing conspiracy. There's no actual inflation. Then they said, all right, inflation is happening, but it's only temporary. It's just here short term. And then they said inflation was actually a good thing and was a sign that Biden's economy was flourishing. Remember that? Right? You remember all that stuff? Now, inflation is here and it's, quote, according to CNN.com, bad news for American consumers. Food is the most expensive it has been in three decades. Wow, that's um, that's a nice little cycle of 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 uh, logic that you have gone through. So let's just run through it again. Inflation's not happening; it is happening, but it's just temporary. Uh, it is happening, and it's here to stay. But it's a good thing because Biden's economy is great. That's why inflation is so bad. And now inflation is so bad, the food is the most expensive it has been in decades. Sorry, America. And people wonder why they don't listen to CNN. It's, I don't know. It's, I struggle to find reasons. But the good news is, the good news is Chris Wallace is going to CNN now. So <laughs> their credibility has been boosted just slightly. <laughs> oh, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Don't forget to follow me on Telegram at Casey the Host. MNC News Time is 431. Time to check out Impress jewelry creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95 3 michiana's news channels i was just talking about it's not news at cnn why as well just talk about don lamal so don lemon thinks that he knows why there's been an increase in traffic deaths josh if i had to ask you why do you think there's been an increase in traffic deaths Okay, distracted driver. Why is there an increase in traffic deaths, especially with like COVID restrictions and all that? The, the traffic deaths have gone up, actually. What do you think that is? Any any ideas on why that might be? Recklessness. Recklessness? I, I suppose if I were to go ahead. Recklessness by everyone's pent up with the COVID, right? So okay. They get out there, they want to experience freedom, right? Going out there. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, when the lockdowns happen. And I hadn't, I didn't have any reason to drive anywhere for a period of time. When I did finally get back out on the road, you know, it felt a little alien to me. Um, and I think that most of that is probably gone by now. But here's what you do have: you have a lot more substance abuse. You've got uh, a decline in mental faculties for a lot of people who are dealing with, you know, emotional and mental issues. Those are all well documented. Um, it could be a heightened state of irritability as a result of this stuff. You know, all of those things that lead to like angry driving, right? Distracted driving, that sort of stuff. And Don Lemon decided that he was going to weigh in. I mean, those would be some of my theories as to why maybe there's been an increase. Okay. Don Lemon has decided that he knows the answer to the increase in traffic deaths. He thinks it's Republicans. I'm not making this up. This, this guy is just that dumb, okay? So here's the, uh, the Fox News report. According to the Department of Transportation's the Annual Fatality Analysis Reporting System, also known as FARS, uh, more than 20,000 people died in car accidents throughout the United States in the first six months of 2021, an 18.4% increase over the same time period last year, uh, according to the Department of Transportation, okay? 
Uh, determining the cause of this increase is no easy task, especially for normal folks. But fortunately, CNN's Don Lemon is on the job and has issued his whole situation, issued, sussed this whole situation out. Excuse me. The media activist has identified the source of the problem. Right-wingers. Hmm. So, <laughs> so Lemon, just three more weeks before 2021 comes to a close, but it's already going down as a year with soaring number of homicides all across the country. The murder rate in some cities breaking records. Experts say that stress from the COVID pandemic definitely played a role here, but the major factor, guns. No, that's that's not how that works. Um, he goes on to basically say that uh, a lack of civility is one of the reasons that this is happening. A lack of civility. And, of course, the lack of civility only comes from right-wingers. It doesn't come from anybody on the left. Only the political right is responsible for a lack of civility because it's a bunch of right-wingers out here rioting and burning down towns and cities and stuff like that for the past couple of years, right? Just those darn right-wingers. But it is important to note that he says it's a lack of uncivil behavior, okay? Or a a lack, excuse me, a lack of civil behavior, an increase in uncivil behavior. That's, That's what was cited on Don Lemon's show. Would, just help me out, Okay, because again, I am morally gray. Let's talk about civil and uncivil behavior. Is it civil or uncivil to shove your hands down your pants and wipe it on somebody's face at a bar, Don Lemon? Is that is that civil or uncivil? Which one is that? Yeah, it's right-wingers who are causing car accidents, huh? So... For the record, Don Lemon is accused of shoving his hands down his pants, groping himself, and then wiping his hands in another person's face at a bar. Now, some of you go, oh, he's accused of doing that. Yeah, but there's witnesses. <laughs> it's not just his word versus the other guy. There's witnesses. So is that civil or uncivil? Since it's only the political right who are uncivil in this country, according to Don Lemon, Let's uh, let's ask him that question. Gosh, I wish they would let me on as a guest. What, why, why do you think CNN won't let me on as a guest, Josh? You think that's you think that's off? Ob- he says I think that's obvious. Wouldn't it be great though if Don Lemon had no idea who in the world I was and he's like, "Do you think that there's a problem with with civility in this country?" I'm like, I don't know. Is shoving your hands down your pants and putting it on another man's face civil, Don? <laughs> what do you think? Would how quick would they cut my camera? <laughs> How fast would that happen? Oh, my word. Uh, Did you see that uh, one of the producers for Chris Cuomo is a pedophile? Did you see that? He's been arrested for pedophilia. One of the producers for Chris Cuomo. Apparently, he lured a woman uh, who has a kid so he could uh, get the kid. This is a common tactic, by the way. Uh, In fact, uh, Rosenbaum who was summarily put down by Kyle Rittenhouse, was known for doing this. He would date women who had young children, so he had access to the kids. And uh, this uh, producer for Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, who, of course, uh, committed committed, uh, multiple uh, sexual harassment violations at CNN, whose brother also committed multiple sexual uh, infractions uh, as governor of New York, that was far more egregious than killing thousands of grandparents in New York, by the way. And and now we've got one of the producers for Chris Cuomo happens to be a pedophile. Great. 
So glad that uh, Chris Wallace is uh, heading over there now. You know, classing things up a little bit. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, shameless plug for an advertiser. Friendly note to the FCC, this is not Paola because this is an actual paid advertiser of the show already. So um, they, the Heritage Meeting House folks, they just stopped by and they brought me a new product that they have. And they were trying to get here before the commercial today, and they didn't. So this is Mayan Hot Cocoa. Mayan Hot Cocoa. Uh, it comes from Woodstock, New York. They said it's organic, fair trade stuff. It's got cayenne in it, some other stuff. Josh has already declined because he had a hot he had a hot chip challenge yesterday. His stomach is already paying for it. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's got bite. Going down, it's got bite. I enjoy that. See, I'm not a massive like hot cocoa person. Um, because I just, I, I'm not a big chocolate person anyway, but um, I like it as an accent, right? So this is, it's it's chocolate. You can tell it's chocolate, but it, it has heat to it. And then when you swallow it, the cayenne, you know, it entertains the throat a little bit there, Joshy boy. But it's good. Very good. I have to give this to uh, to my kids and see what they think. Both of the kids have grown into spicy food. So it's nice to know that my southwestern roots are taking hold of my midwestern children just a little bit. So this is brand new at Heritage Meeting House, Mayan Hot Cocoa. So you can go check that out. It's uh, like hot cocoa with spice in it. Very good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you bringing that by. All right. What else do we have here? Where did that go? Where did that go? Oh, come on. I just had it. This is what happens when I'm running out there doing stuff during commercial breaks and not actually paying attention to what I'm doing. Uh, it becomes a problem. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's it. So, Chaston. Chaston Judge. So, the Judge family, of course, former mayor, obviously. Uh, they go to Washington, D.C. They do what AOC does. They complain about the prices and how they can't afford to live in Washington, D.C. Well, maybe you should have moved to a red city in a red state instead of the bluest of blue cities in the entire country. But I digress. So anyway, they go to Washington, D.C., and Pete and Chaston Buttigieg complain about the price. Now, they can't live in D.C. The rent is too darn high. They then adopt a couple of kids because the rent is too darn high, Josh. They adopt a couple of kids, take a bunch of time off of work, don't handle the transportation and supply chain issues. They don't worry about that. Now, Chaston has been posting on social media that he's super upset, guys. He is super upset that he has to start making his student loan payments in January. Oh, poor baby. Did you take out a widow loan that you got to pay back? What? What? <laughs> he po- <laughs> this guy, I swear to God. So, this dude. Okay, listen. They look down on me, right? The Buddha Judge family looks down on, on me. I'm inferior to them. I paid off my student loans like two years ago on my birthday. 
on my birthday. If I can do it, Justin, so can you. Okay? This is what happens when you don't work hard. So anyway, he posts on social media. He's like, LOL, no thank you, Merry Christmas, next. And he screenshot, Justin, your student loan payments restart after January 31st, 2022. You'll soon receive a bill from your student loan servicer. All right, Lord, I don't ask you for much. Please let Chaston not pay his student loans and let the let the loan provider garnish Pete Buttigieg's wages. Please, please, God, again, please, please do this. Also feed the hungry, take care of our veterans, and, and, and please garnish Pete Buttigieg's government salary. Please garnish Pete Buttigieg's government salary. I want that story. I want that story to air where everybody goes, oh, Pete Buttigieg's government paycheck is being garnished by Chaston Buttigieg's student loan provider. (sighs) I would love to see that. And some of you are going, wait a minute, that can't happen. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Ask me how I know. So anyway, uh, Pete Buttigieg makes uh, $220,000 a year. And they don't make enough to pay rent in uh, Washington, D.C., Josh. Makes two hundred twenty grand. Don't make enough to pay rent. They're poor. (laughs) It's just, again, folks, you know, here's the thing. A bunch of people are really upset. Joe Biden said he was going to have us not pay our college loans and everything else. I don't know how. First of all, none of that stuff. You're not going to have a forgiven uh, ex post facto, okay? You're not going to get grandfathered, you know, reversed into this thing. You are going to have to pay your student loans if you already have student loans. Got news for you. Sorry, there's no retroactive legislation. doesn't work that way. Now, going forward, there might be some people in the future, if something like this passes, that will not have to repay those loans. You, who have student loans, you're stuck with them for the rest of your life. You do not get out of them. You either pay the things off or they garnish your wages or they take your Social Security funds. You choose. You don't have any other options. Did they tell you in school that you could never get away with uh, not paying your student loans, Josh? Did they ever tell you that? Do you still have student loans or no? You don't have them? Good for you. But here's the thing. They don't tell you this in high school. Nobody sits there because we don't teach consumer math, which is the best math class ever. I took it as an elective, and it was the best class I had in high school. They don't tell you, you never get away from student loans. Do you remember me doing the stories about how they're garnishing people's Social Security retirement? They're garnishing Social Security retirement. Some people who owe money on student loans can't leave the United States. You didn't know that? Thanks, Obama. That was an Obama thing. I don't know if Trump got rid of it, but that was an Obama thing. Where if you like owed student loans and or you were in default on your student loans, like you couldn't leave the U.S. because they were worried you were going to run. They will garnish your Social Security benefits if you are retired to pay your student loans. You will never, ever get away from them. So do yourself a favor. Don't get them or don't get a stupid degree that won't pay it back. 